Welcome to Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Cyber and the Antioch Movement. Whether this is your first time with us or you've been with us for a while now, our desire is that by the end of our time together, you can say that you've fallen more in love with Jesus and have a greater passion for Him and His purposes in the earth. Thanks so much for joining us. And we hope that you enjoy today's episode. Hey, well, welcome to Passion and Purpose podcast in the pandemic. Um, I hope you've been tracking with us, talking on prayer, Carl and I last week, talking about uh, people loving our weaknesses greater than our strengths. Um, but I, I, I am so privileged today to sit down with my buddy, longtime co-laborer in Jesus, James Mark Gully. Yes, sir. And uh, just such an honor uh, to finally get you on the podcast and for us to talk a little bit. Uh, I think we're going to make this one a two-part deal, so we'll see how far we get today, and then we'll we'll jump in with the second part. But um, hey, first of all, uh, I remember uh, back when you were 20 years old, mm-hmm. and we were starting Antioch Community Church, yes, sir. and I had a big decision to make, you know, and it was like, okay, who's going to be our worship leader? Where are we going to go? And um, as I prayed about it, you know, I was just so convinced because of your heart for Jesus because of the humility of your life and the 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 the, the desire to to just say God I want to honor you with what I've got I just made a call. I said, hey, we're going to go with a 20-year-old worship leader. And everybody was supportive of you, but they were like, wow, a 20-year-old's going to lead this new church plan uh, with you? And I said, absolutely. If I got James Mark by my side, we can do this. As years gone on, we called, years we called it the dog and pony show. I was always the dog. Uh, <laughs> but hey, take us back to just the early, why'd you get involved in Antioch? Why'd you connect to worship music? How did we get connected? Just some of your thoughts on those early days when yeah. we got together. Yeah, I uh, well, I've been at the uh, church that planted Antioch since I was a little boy. Yes, uh, whether I wanted to be there or not, uh, you know, young, <laughs> young enough to be brought uh, for sure. Um, but I would say that uh, in my early teens, really began to um, the two different worlds that I was living in became more clear to me that mm-hmm. I was uh, being drawn to the person of Jesus, but mm-hmm. I was still living mm-hmm. in a very worldly way. Uh, the brokenness of my home uh, and my response to that uh, caused me to live a pretty hidden life, mm-hmm. but a, a good guy life, sure. but, a, but a hidden life. And, and I would say that um, a turning point for me uh, was when Sean Richmond became the youth pastor. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and I was going into eighth grade. And the way that he walked in such joy and yet um, called us to a standard I had never heard of mm-hmm. in uh, teenagers, you know, mm-hmm. in youth groups, mm-hmm. um, a standard of purity and, mm-hmm. um, and a reality that Jesus will walk with you as you walk out, mm-hmm. um, a countercultural lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was forced in my, if I was going to be there in that room and, I, and my mama was going to make sure where I was in that room, yes, um, was. if I was in that room, I was going to be going to have to deal face to face with the person of Jesus and real and, and also the reality that I didn't feel close to him. And so we're worshiping and we're dancing and we're laughing and we're, mm-hmm. we're praising God and we're living this life together, but I'm not really experiencing this. And so it, it led me to 
some very real prayer conversations with mm-hmm. God, I think, in those teenage years where I had to be honest and say, I don't feel you. Um, I feel excited to be with these people, but I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know what you're telling me to do. And all these people are talking about hearing you say to go do this or to right. live in this way, and I'm not experiencing that. And it was through that that God actually revealed to me in a very kind way some sin that was keeping me from walking Mm. closely and hearing him uh, in my everyday life. And but it was very gentle. It was very loving. um, And and that was not my idea of who God was. Uh, And so he had to kind of break through my misconceptions. And I think that happened as I was 13 and 14 and 15. And then I became, uh, started playing guitar and started, um, and at the same time was learning how to spend time with Jesus. So it all ended up just being wrapped up together. I didn't, we didn't have music lessons growing up. We didn't share. I love to sing and stuff like that, but I didn't know. I didn't think of myself as a musician. I was a football player. Yeah. (laughs) Can (laughs) I break in here? Yeah. Because I I remember... Um, back in the day when you learn to play the guitar, and of mm-hmm. course, back in our day, if you could play G, C, and D and yeah, sing, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're a worship leader. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's how we kind of got started. Yeah. Uh, but I remember the early days of, of, of Sean putting you up there in the youth mm-hmm. group. Uh, mm-hmm. And then and then something shifted. That time with Jesus and that, mm-hmm. and that uh, the music, you started writing. Mm-hmm. And I remember you doing a song mm-hmm. on our college service. So we yeah. had this, I think you were 17 at the time? Uh, about 16, probably. Yeah, 16, yeah, 16, 17. 17 yeah. You had that old nasty white t-shirt you used yes, to wear all the time. Yes, sir. And bare feet. And uh, <laughs> and that's why you felt comfortable with God. So that's, <laughs> that's how right. we took you. That's right. And, uh, and uh, I, I, what was the song that you wrote? And, and what was what was that about? Yeah. The, Even at that young age? When I was in the youth group, yeah. So a worship leader a friend of mine, he was the worship leader of the youth band. And I played second guitar, yep. acoustic guitar, turned down in the mix. Not right. just give him a chance to get up there kind of a thing. Um, I showed him a song I wrote, and it was um, it was because I'd been in the youth group, but I'd also been sneaking into the back of the college our, our college, college services. Really, yeah, you know, yeah. not actually, I wasn't sure I could have just come in, but I wasn't sure if I was supposed to be there. So I was a sophomore in high school, um, and I was hearing these messages on the Father Heart of God, and I would cry every time, not know why. I was weeping, um, and as that became more clear to me, who God is—that He is our Father, that He's close—I uh. um, started writing this song. And it was kind of a daring thing in my mind to call Him Daddy, uh. um, and so I wrote this song. And uh, the chorus just said, "Daddy, come save me," and mm-hmm. it was like a, a hardened man who um, realized deep down inside he has. A little boy, mm. there's a little boy inside right. who's crying out, come save me. Mm. And if he'll get to that point, then he can stand up and be strong and be a warrior. Wow. Um, and, I, and it's funny in those days, you know, I didn't, I, I wasn't writing for anyone. I yeah, was writing yeah, sure, for me. Sure. Um, but I called the song the hardest song to sing. Um, but uh, you would have called it Daddy Come Save Me. Yeah, <laughs> because exactly. That was the, it's always our deal. Because I always the take the best chorus, <laughs> and that's why I call it your song. That's right. So yeah. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bust in here. Yeah. Come on, sing, the, sing the chorus. What's the, what's the chorus of Daddy yeah. Come Save Me? That, that, that chorus is just those three those lines. Over here. So Daddy, Daddy Come Save Me, Daddy, Daddy Come Save Me, Daddy, Daddy Come Save Me. Lord, I need you now. And the verses go from being a man who is um, hardened and broken, 
you know, hardened to being a man who's broken um, and crying out for help. And then later on being able to stand up as a warrior and fight mm-hmm. on the side yeah. of his father, um, knowing that all along the way, the way that we win is by saying, Daddy, come save me. Lord, yeah. I need you now. Um, so, so. so I remember that night. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tear up a little bit because yeah. I remember that night because there was such a sweet move of God happening in yes. our midst related to the Father, heart yes. of God. I mean, uh, any of those songs in that kind of genre mm-hmm. you, or, or lane would just undo us. Yeah. And um, and yours was coming from a real deep place. Mm-hmm. And and that that is that's 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 the beauty of what I have been so grateful for through the years, is that the songs uh, that that you sing, the songs that we try to constantly bring forward in Antioch music are songs of the heart, songs of the moment, songs that God is doing in us and through us. Uh, let me let me ask you about another song. Yeah. Um, um, and you know what? I, I always do the titles. <laughs> so, yeah. The Promise Song. I yes, got that right. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So one of my favorite songs. So just tell us about that real quick because I'm going to make The Promise Song. It's coming back on this podcast. <laughs> yes. What was it about that Promise Song? Because that was really one of our first big anthems. Yes. That was kind of like where you said, I've captured, we're, we're, we're moving forward as an army. Here's yeah. our anthem. Talk to me a little bit about yeah. that. You know, looking back, you have such perspective on how I was a part of all of that. But I didn't think that way. I, I right. was one little guy and never thought anybody wanted to sing my songs. didn't right. ever come to mind. And so I, as the Spirit of God was moving in my life and in the community um, that we were, I was in, as a part of our church and everything, the reality of how he was moving and would move in this simple group of people, um, and like you said, God was moving in such power, oh, man. Um, but I, I just thought I'd stepped into something that was already. Ha- I didn't know God is moving in a special way among us and I'm in so many different people's lives. But as I just would hear the values of the kingdom spoken about how He is going to come and move in our lives, that He comes when we call on Him, that He doesn't just save us, but He raises us up and calls us mm-hmm. to a, um, a purpose. We get to walk arm in arm, shoulder to shoulder with Him in meaningful things throughout mm-hmm. our lives, that we don't have to live a, a humdrum, boring, normal life. Mm-hmm. We, uh, you know, normal is advancing the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Those things just. I just wrote them. And honestly, as a songwriter, you know, at the time I was 18 or so, you know, 18 when I was writing those words. Now as a songwriter, I look back and think, man, tried to write about three novels and stick it into, the, into this hey, one song. That's my kind of song, though, bro. <laughs> it was awesome. So there's just lots of words, you know. Sure. Um, and I never... Lots of great words. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> so I remember sitting in a... I was in the training school. I was in a discipleship training school, and I sat down in a room with two friends uh, one was another uh, uh, guy like myself who graduated from high school, 18 years old, and goes straight into training school. Uh, another was a friend who I later began to date and now and am now married to. Uh, been married to for about 20 years. Um, and those two, that man, that man and woman, were sitting with me, and I said, "Hey, here's this song I'm writing." And we were talking about music and songs, and I played it, and I'll never forget Maria saying, "Like, there's something on that one. You know, that's not just a." 
something that's rumbling around. Come on, just, heart, just start you know? me off. There's a wonder. Come on. There's a, <laughs> There's a wonderful love to speak about. Well, yeah, a wonderful peace that makes me dance around. A wonderful one who sent his only son. And there needs to be more times like these when healing comes at the nation's release. Come on. Woo! A testimony. Yes. As you can tell, I'm going with him already. So yeah. if you didn't just get stirred, I don't know what. <laughs> if your heart's beating or not. Uh, yeah. But yeah. those moments, mm-hmm. right, you can kind of just tell, right? Yeah. Boom, boom. There's something. Mm-hmm. We're singing along. We're doing our yeah. thing. And then we get in that lane or that vein of, okay, God's on that. Yeah. And I, and I would say, uh, honestly, all jokes aside, on a songwriting perfection, I don't know about all that. Yeah. But it captured who we are mm-hmm. right and mm-hmm. and even uh, we were in Dubai a year and a half ago uh, I think in 18 and we, we bust out that song yes. and then everybody who was a part of that moment <laughs> yeah. you know just just get, rises up and yeah. starts dancing and shouting because yeah. music takes you back to a moment mm-hmm. that, that's the power of music and mm-hmm. and um, I remember years ago a guy saying, uh, when when Christian music kind of hit a lull, he said the reason it's hitting a lull because there hasn't been another move of God. It, there has mm-hmm. to be cyclical moves of God in the hearts of people yes. to create new songs mm-hmm. of the Lord for the people of God. So when God does something in somebody, then He does something through somebody. And music is always interrelated. There's been no revival without a music revival. It's a mm-hmm. it's music and word, right? It's spirit and yeah. truth. It's they're always connected. So. Um, Take, take us into maybe one or two other songs that you would say, God was doing something deep in me. Here's the song I wrote, and here's the effect that it's had. Yeah. I think one of the ones that was surprising to me was a good friend of mine um, who uh, was a teen leader for a short-term trip uh, for our discipleship school. And they've been, uh, she'd been a really close friend of me and Maria she lands um, with her team ready to, to uh, jump into this trip. And when she lands, she receives a phone call from the home base saying, your father has taken his own life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was back in my office uh, with my wife, who we worked together at the time in the office. And um, Vicki Smyer, Kevin Johnson came back mm-hmm. and said, we need you to come. And they were talking to Maria saying, we need you to come and uh comfort your friend and Mm -hmm. we're walking down the hall you know the 200 feet it takes to get from our office to where they were saying giving her the update and we're just you know crumbling inside that we're about to do this and I remember never forget Maria just weeping on the phone I can just hear Lexia weeping on the other side that night we're at home and just praying together for her and I just pull out my guitar and we played so, you know, I, we worshiped and prayed so long that we were in our sunroom and the and the sun went down and it was pitch mm-hmm. black in there mm-hmm. as we were worshiping. And I just began to sing that song, You Are My Supply. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and those words just came out uh, spontaneously. The, the seasons have dried my soul. Uh, the sun has hard beaten down. My temptation is to look at all that's gone. Um, and it was such a personal song. And Maria told me that night, you need to send that to her. And I was like, I don't know. Those words are, you know, hard, you know, to hear and everything. But then the, the cry of hope, but you are my supply. You're that rain that falls mm-hmm. on hardened ground. Mm-hmm. Um, my fountain of blessing mm-hmm. uh, to the ends of the earth. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
And so we recorded it and sent it to her. And uh, I think it was uh, possibly, I think it was maybe Danny Mulkey was speaking on a Sunday morning. And we were back uh, in the week praying and talking about what we're going to do in that service. And Maria said, James Mark, I got to show you this song. Yeah. Um, and I was like, we're not singing this song. Everybody's going to just be down, you know, if we do that. And I played it. And Danny said, no, I think we do need to do that song. Mm-hmm. Um, and we started to play it. Um, I was hesitant, really hesitant. Um, but because of, I now know, because of that vulnerability, because it mm-hmm. was our family, it was someone mm-hmm. hurting. And there, and in God's wisdom, there are many people who are hurting. Mm-hmm. There are people who, when they hear that, say, me too. That, song, that mm-hmm. song's my song. I didn't even have enough perspective to know that at the moment. It felt mm-hmm. very close and all right here, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, God moved among so many people through that yeah. season. We ended up recording on a World Mandate album. Yeah. I never would have thought strategically, here's how you do it. Write a song, right. you know, that's from that, that broken yeah, place, broken you, place know? Right. Um, you know. I'd say um, also uh, the, at the end of two, the year 2007, um, I was talking to God and just saying, I'm not writing a lot. Um, and, uh, and I felt like he was leading me in this kind of season saying, you know, after the Twin Towers fell in 2001, there was such a, um, it, it was such a come together time for our nation, for our church. Mm-hmm. Um, our uh, prisoners of hope had come back, mm-hmm. you know, and sure. we'd had a world mandate and, a, and another year and another world mandate and all that stuff. And the songs, uh, God was just saying to me, um, there's it's almost there's PTSD, you know. There's a lot of mm-hmm. uh, even in me. There was a uh, need to reconnect with God and and say, who are you and what do we sing? Right. You know, how do we proclaim who you are? Wait, 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 yeah. wait, who are we and what do we sing? Mm-hmm. That is a that is a that is very profound. I want you to finish the story, mm-hmm. but but just pause right there. When I'm not singing, I lose who I am. Mm-hmm. It, it's just yeah. th- there's something about if I don't have a song in my heart, if mm-hmm. I'm not connecting through just not only not just gratitude in my yeah. worship, but there's there's a song right. We, yes. we, it, there's a there's a song that's connecting to my soul for that moment. Yeah, it can be a new song, it can be an old song, it can mm-hmm. be no matter who who writes it. But when when the song's not present, I get a little lost in my uh, assignment or mm-hmm. who I am. I, I just mm-hmm. find that. When when I when I'm not listening to music and it's not stirring my soul, it means I'm detached from my soul. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. Back to your story. So so yeah. seven, and you're yeah. and you're kind of musing on those thoughts. Yeah, what do you got? yeah. I actually, I'd say actually, this was actually right after World Mandate 2007. Now that I remember, okay. and I was just talking to God, and I, um, and I'm seeing that I just kept seeing that picture in my mind of the towers falling, uh-huh. uh, the twin towers falling, and. Um, and just, just thinking, are we ever going to get over that? You know, are we going to ever get over what's happened to us as a people? Mm-hmm. Um, and those lines um, began to come through my mind um, that in this world that's ever changing, uh, you are faithful forever mm-hmm. the same. Um, and the words to the song Unchanging that I wrote yeah. came mm-hmm. right after World Mandate when I was actually saying, I haven't really written much, you know, mm-hmm. even that last uh, World Mandate was the year we'd chosen not to make an album, but we, and I was so blessed that Robert Fuller and I had been able to uh, write uh, Jesus, Jesus is the Lord, Lord but yeah, yeah. we hadn't actually been releasing any songs uh-huh. or anything besides that one. And, um, and I remember showing the song to my brother Carl um, and just saying, you know, you, you hear this, the words are talking about how mm-hmm. um, uh, 
the grass is fading, mm -hmm. flowers will fall, sure. the mountains will crumble, you know, yeah. but you are forever the same. Yes. You know? And it just felt this, you know, kind of idea that um, as a group of people, as a, as the church are singing, is singing mm -hmm. this song all together, there's going to be a rising up mm -hmm. in the faithfulness of God. And quite honestly, I couldn't tell for sure whether people would feel what I feel. But when mm -hmm. we sing faithful is the sun, yes. faithful is the sun, you know, yeah. and then that next one is so um, it's like a second bridge. It's like a second right. it's a layer that's almost in some musical taste might be like a little too much, you know, but I just want to say we will stand up. We will right. you know, proclaim this truth yes. um, that there's something inside us that's not only just built and built up and solidified, but it is a fire under us that yeah. he is faithful. We can take the next uh, steps together. Mm. Uh, we can take the next hill in the battle right. um, if we know that he's always, always going to be there. And mm. so I, I liked it. But again, it, songwriting is such a personal thing. Sure, you I never know. It, I showed it to Carl and he said, uh, I'll never forget. He listened kind of with a straight face and got done. And he said, I don't want you to lead that um, in our church. And I was like. Okay, you know, and he said, "I want you to wait till World Mandate of two thousand eight, and right. then I want us to leave it, and we're going to take people somewhere with that." And that's yeah. what we did. I'd written yeah. it in the month right after oh, World Mandate of two thousand seven, but I held wow. on to it till two thousand eight. Wow. Put the choir together, mm. um, and and let it there, and it became an anthem for a, for a while. Yeah, and Even then today it seemed like yeah. uh, we needed it again, so we had a resurgence of that <laughs> yes. song. Uh, you know, a lot of people thought it was new because, but it was actually ten years old. Yeah, uh, by the time we started to release it. Um, so yeah. Well, why, why don't we, why don't we end today there? And then, mm -hmm. then we're going to pick up cause uh, I want to talk about, uh, you know, Antioch music, the different songwriters, how, what is, what is the, what's God doing in our midst in the present? But let me, let me just kind of wrap it up with this. When I talk, uh, James, Mark, we've gone through life and death together so many times, struggles and challenges and, and, uh, and, and I want to say, and I, I have to say this in deference to my own son, Caleb, uh, James Mark is my favorite worship leader in the world, Caleb, just because he was first. You're my <laughs> second favorite in the world. <laughs> uh, but, but I mean that because so much of my life is attached to you. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, I am who I am. A part of my soul is attached to the songs that God gives you, our moments together in the presence of God. And though life takes different twists and turns, no one can take that away. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and so my hope today is that um, you connect with those songs again that God put in you. But I want to, at the end of this podcast, just I think we mentioned three or four songs. I want to capture those old songs from the promise song to you're my supply to unchanging and kind of tag those at the end of this and point you to Antioch music and go to Spotify or all the other places where music is and just uh, just know that every one of those songs is not written for for um, the crowd. It's written for Jesus, and it's written for a moment. It's written for a person, and of course, it's for a people. But but I I just uh, I just want us to revisit uh, in this little pause those songs of the Lord, and uh, and we'll come back next week and uh, and talk a little more because the song of the Lord is always attached to the word of the Lord. We love you guys. Thanks for hanging with us, passion and purpose in the pandemic. And we're talking about music with James Mark Gully. We love you. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. The seasons have dried my soul. The sun is hard to
Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Seibert and the Antioch Movement. For more information, please visit jimmysibert.com and antioch.org. We'll see you next time.